G'day friends, it's Stacey Morgan here. If you're a busy businesswoman juggling your own journey of entrepreneurship, and if you're a fan of Regold's Dance Life podcast, then I know you'll love my podcast, How to Run a Successful Business and Still Have a Life. We release episodes every week on a Wednesday morning. Listen and subscribe now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast for dance teachers and dance studio owners who have a passion for the art of dance. Hello, welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast. My name is Stacey Morgan and joining me is the wonderful Regold. Hi, Re. Hello, Miss Stacey. Happy May. I'm ready for today. Oh, good. Me too. What does May mean to you? What's uh, season for? May means the beginning of the time of the year that I love the most. Oh, so good. It's it's spring and everything's blooming and I just adore it. <laughs> so great. And if you want your students to bloom in the same way that spring is blooming where <laughs> Ree is right now, love a good segue, then bring them to Seoul. Seoul is an incredible conference um, that is not competitive. There's no numbers on kids. It's all about passion and love of dance. We talked about it in a previous episode, but it is a really special event. And if you're a dance teacher that wants to bond with their dance students, if you want to give them a really unique experience that's different from everything they've experienced before, um, if you want their parents to rave about how much they grow and learn, and if you yourself want to grow and learn as a, a teacher, a mentor, a leader, then get yourself to Seoul this year in Las Vegas. It's going to be quite an experience. I'm so excited for it, Stacy. I also want to say to all our listeners, I think it, it would be an awesome, awesome, I can't talk today, an awesome experience for the dance studio owner or teacher who have kids who are passionate about dance. It could be a really cool bonding experience. Love. You can find out more at regold.com. Re, I've just got back from vacation, so you're like my first official engagement of the <laughs> the time back, and this is a great I way to start. <laughs> I saw you traveling around the world there on social media. It made me a little jealous, but I'm trying to be happy for you. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> so it's it's a a trip that we've been planning for years. We were supposed to do it in 2020. You remember me saying to you I can't, I'm, I'm busy because I'm taking the kids to Disneyland in 2020 and then I turned out to be not so busy at all <laughs> instead stuck at home but the trip was supposed to happen in 2020 it didn't it was now time April of 2023 to get the kids to Disneyland to perform and then um, to take a bit of a family vacation um, in Hawaii so we've had a lovely time and you know there's so much preparation that goes into going away if you're a business owner if you run your own studio there's so many things that need to be done so the first half of my year was really full-on just getting all of my ducks in a row and ticking off all the checklists and making sure everyone was prepared and feeling comfortable in their roles and of course then I go away on holidays and I'm having a wonderful time and posting from the beach and you're getting jealous and you know everything's la-di-da until I come back to the studio and I have to say, when I came back to the studio, the mood was really down. The mood was really low. And it was really tough to be the leader and teacher and mentor 
that I have to be as the owner of the studio in that moment when I was on a high, obviously, they weren't so excited because they hadn't been sitting on the beach in Waikiki. But it was a really tough moment for me to kind of rally the troops and lift everybody up and, and get, I didn't feel like that. I was jet lagged. I was tired. I, you know, had a pile of washing a mile high to get done, but I had to step straight back into that leader. Uh, okay. Moment. I wait. Tell Dr. Ree what that feeling was like. This is going to be a good one. Like when you say you came home, they were really down. Was it because you were away? What would describe that to me? I think, um, I think I underestimate the power that we have as dance studio owners in terms of energy, in terms of lifting the mood, in terms of leading and being and I'm trying not to sound really full of myself when I say this, but there there was a certain – once I got back into the studio, we had a staff meeting, we kind of – we lifted the mood. The rest of the week has been great. But there was kind of – they felt a little bit lost without me and kind of were just not confident in what they were doing. They were kind of second-guessing themselves when it came to decisions, things that they would normally handle and tackle really easily. Um Perhaps for some of them, they weren't taking care of themselves, so they weren't doing what they needed to do for their own mental health, their own emotional well-being, their own social well-being, and their own physical well-being. So they were feeling kind of meh. And, um, and I say this because the tactic that I went in with into that meeting, knowing that everyone was feeling a bit meh, because, of course, as soon as my phone was switched on when I got back to Australia, my phone just went off with everybody venting so as soon as I came into that meeting I knew what I had to do and I came into it thinking about some you know things that you talk about often Ree about how grateful I am that we actually have the opportunity to do this how grateful I am that dance is still part of my life something I loved when I was a child is now still part of what I do and reminding them that we are lucky and that not everybody gets to do what they are passionate about every day for a living. Not everybody gets to go into a profession where they get to inspire young people and make a difference in the lives of the students that they have in front of them. So that was kind of the angle that I took. And, you know, I, this week has been better, but it was surprising to me how, how, how easy it is for us to forget that we are in the greatest profession in the world. Ooh, okay. So this is the time of the year where people are going to be a little bit more frazzled, at least on our side of the world. Mm -hmm. But I want to go back in my mentor role and say to you, Stacy, I know we want our uh, team to work independently of us and be able to take things over when we're gone. That is an ultimate goal of all business owners. Absolutely. But you need to pat yourself on the back because you're obviously doing a good job keeping them up, keeping them motivated. And your absence took that away. So I'm trying here to point something out to you that you're good at, obviously. And I actually have to say, walking in, getting that vibe, 
I would ask them, okay, you guys, tell me what you're grateful for. Tell me three mm. things that happened while I was away that you're proud of. Mm. That would have been a great start. <laughs> I brought cupcakes instead. Okay. I, <laughs> I love in, that. I came in with cupcakes. Okay. But so the- for our listeners, you have two options, <laughs> cupcakes or the question. Or gratitude. And and both work. But, I, yeah, I do love that. I, I do think that because what I wanted to say, Ree, was – can't I go away at all? Like, can't you just <laughs> pull it together? I get it. <laughs> I get it. I I actually thought you were going to say that they were upset that you were gone in a way like they resented that about you. There might have been a bit of that, but no one communicated that to me. <laughs> they might, yeah. Tough being at work working for someone else Watching. and seeing them on the beach in Waikiki floating in a little lilo. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, and I get that. That's understandable. And we we're, we're people, right? We work with people. So we're all we all have our our things and we all have our emotions and that's part of part of what we do and part of leadership. But you're right, it is the it is the time of year on your side of the world where things are overwhelming and there's so much on the to-do list and people are not reading the newsletter and not buying the tickets to the recital. How how many posts have we seen on Facebook this week about, you know, we've only got 20 tickets left and I know there's five families that haven't bought tickets yet and, you know, studio owners that are stressing. It is that time of year where, where people tend to forget how lucky we are to do what we do, right? Let's start with the person who's freaking out because they have five families left and only whatever, not enough tickets for those five families. Yeah. The first thing we need to think is how cool is it that I'm selling out my show? Mm -hmm. And then figure out how you're going to do a solution. Can you add some chairs? Can you turn this into something special and give these people a special place that they get to sit? Rather than just thinking, OMG, another stressor Mm -hmm. during, I hate to say this this way, but you know, you see it on social media, so I guess I can repeat it. A lot of people are go into an OMG state at this time of the year who are studio owners or teachers who are trying to get ready for their show and different things happen. Or a mom says, when is that dress rehearsal anyway? <laughs> and it's the next day and you've worked so hard to inform them. All those things are true. The catch is, do you need to look at it as this heavy weight that you now must carry around? Or could you look at it now, actually think about this as this happened 20 times last year, this happened 20 times the year before, this happened 15 times a year before that. And I'm so used to it at this point. I have the answer. I expect it. And how cool is it that I don't have to worry about this anymore? Because this is a consistent Mm -hmm. and I understand that it's a part 
of my business. And then since I'm on a roll, I want to do this. This is like, you know, could be the whole rest of our podcast. So many studio owners, teachers dreamed that they'd order costumes, dreamed that they'd rent a recital, dreamed that they would have the opportunity to do lights and sets and create a recital program and just just be the, the creator of great things for kids. Uh, when we were younger, we would look up on the stage. I know I did, and I go, I can't wait till one day I have my own recital, Me you too. know? Me too. So I look at it and I say, so much to be grateful for. So many reminders of this time of the year, or that come at this time of the year, rather. Even get me back on track if I go go off but I want to say this even nostalgia of us being in our own recitals okay you can't help but walk into an auditorium and think about your life mm. at recitals yeah. and dress rehearsals and that thing that happened when yeah. you were 10 and now you're 55 okay it happens because it's it's the time of the year. Yeah. I remember being little and my mother opening costume boxes and the the material had a certain smell that was recital costume time. Yeah. I hate to say it cuz I think maybe because they come from China or whatever that smell doesn't exist anymore but it was this Silky, I can't explain it, but it was a smell. And I was a kid and it would be like all those boxes would be open on the living room floor and it was recital time. Yeah. And and so maybe this is the difference. I I was a kid who got to to be the kid at recital time that I saw almost as big as Christmas. Yeah. The most wonderful time of the year. Yes. Yeah. So why can't we as teachers, studio owners, grab that little kid inside of us this year mm -hmm. and take that kid on the journey with us that that kid dreamed about and not go on social media and complain about the parent who didn't read the newsletter or the double sold ticket or the the costume and I know it's stress I know it is the costumes that don't fit or mm -hmm. didn't come in mm -hmm. we're smart enough to get over it and I'll add to it if we go into a let's say a group a kid a groups a class's costumes don't come in could we not just say to ourselves, we're not going to panic because if we panic, the mothers and the kids in that class will also panic with us. Mm -hmm. 
So therefore, we're not only losing our own gratitude, we're taking it away from these people because we've said, oh, the costume company, it's terrible, and I don't know what I'm going to do, and why can't we just say, hey, you know, this happens every once in a while. I already have a solution, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Just kind of... Uh, I say it every day on social media. Enjoy this journey. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to take a breath because I feel like I went on a long <laughs> roll. I I feel like you're right in terms of there are going to be disasters, and I say that in inverted commas, or dramas that are going to happen around recital time, and we know that that's going to happen because we've seen it happen before. And so what systems do we have in place to make sure that we're prepared for it? Because occasionally we'll get a real doozy that has never happened before that will really shock us and really send us, you know. But if we've already spent all of our time and energy stressing about the same thing that stressed us out last year, we're not going to have the resources <laughs> to be able to solve the actual problem. Not that I'm saying that the costumes not arriving is not an actual problem because it absolutely is. But the thing is, you're, it's how you're, we handle it, it is how we handle it, and you're the leader. People are looking to you as to how you will react. Um, we had a, a a cranky email from a parent. Um, it was you know cc'd to the entire staff, and I came into the meet and I came into the staff meeting. This was a couple of months ago. Came into the staff meeting, and all of the staff were sitting around the table, looking up to me, waiting to see how I was going to react. Was I going to say that horrible woman, rah rah rah, or you know? We forget that people are looking to us to see how we're going to behave, how we're going to react, because then they're going to follow. And in my meeting, I said, you know, this is great. Feedback is great. We find out what we're doing well, what we're doing wrong. We need to fix this. We need to fix that. And let's go and thank her. Let's go and say thank you so much for feeling comfortable enough to reach out to us. You know, how I felt was that woman. (laughs) But how I led was this is great. This is good. This is positive. Let's learn from this and let's move forward. And so everybody went, yep, okay, good. That's how we're going to handle it. And and it didn't factor into, you know, everyone's whole week wasn't ruined because of this cranky email. Everybody kind of went, okay, yep, that's how Stace is handling it. So that's how we're going to move forward. And your parents will be looking to you when the costumes don't arrive. They'll be looking to you when the tickets are sold out. They'll be looking to you when, you know, whatever that other doozy is that happens. And how you're going to react to that is the same way that they're all going to then follow along. So you've got to make sure that you're in a good space, being grateful, feeling like you've got this great opportunity to have the recital experience in order to be in a good place to to lead well when those big disasters happen. You know, you said something there that was so important that I want to bring you back to it. It was genius, but I, and I wouldn't have thought about it without it, it rolling there. You said, and I laughed, you said inside, I was really feeling this. (laughs) Yeah. Let's make a point to our listeners that we may have certain feelings about situations or people but we don't have to share with our team what we're thinking and feeling. We have to share with our team what is best for the business. Mm-hmm. 
I think. I was going to say that, that. Yeah, that's what husbands are for. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's it exactly. Sometimes, as you said, I'll like react to a situation that's. We have morning meetings with staff on my in my company. Somebody will bring something to the table. And when it's said, they're looking like, what's he going to say? Yeah. Right? And I think to myself at that moment, I got this big ping in my stomach. And that really made me uneasy. And I go, you know, it's okay. Let me think about that a little bit. And we'll discuss it in tomorrow's meeting, how we're going to react. I may hang up and not be able to forget what they said all day long, mm. but I don't want them to know what I'm thinking <laughs> or feeling because that would mean that I'm, I'm exposing something that could make them judge that person. And that isn't what I should do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And I think the, um, you know, Brene Brown often talks about the space between stimulus and response. And that's a perfect example of that, Ray, because instead of responding immediately, you give it space. You get the stimulus, you get the ping in your stomach. And then instead of going, well, you go, okay, I'm going to have some time to think about that. And we're going to touch back, you know, we're going to circle back to that tomorrow. Sometimes in recital season, we don't leave enough time between stimulus and response. We get the <laughs> we get the ping, and then we go. <laughs> I'm guilty of that. And you know, I we've we've really talked a lot about competition. I mean, uh, recitals. Can I can I just in this conversation bring up one more thing? Mm. Those who compete. Go in, sit in the auditorium and say, again, I only dreamed that I've had, I'd have kids who were good enough to compete or that I was good enough to have kids that would compete. And don't go in looking for everything that's wrong. Go in looking at everything that's good. Go in noticing how much this dancer has improved from last year. Go in and say, look at the moms, how much they really like each other and the community that I built. Look at how confident these kids are on stage and off the stage and just find everything good that you can about the weekend. I think there's this big negative thing going on, at least in the States, related to, and wait, I want to say this, there are things that need to be fixed within the competition world. But it's there is no one saying, I had a great experience. I loved it. <laughs> da, 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 da. 
And I kind of feel like, wow, we we go away on a weekend with our 50 kids, our 100 kids, and this is our community and we're together. And how cool is that? Mm -hmm. Rather than, oh, they're running late. Oh, this is this. Oh, they're going on at this time and this time. And that's too many hours. It's like we're noticing what's wrong before we're saying, well, we could we have a chance to go to dinner in between these two things. I, I'm making this up. Yeah, but it's the same thing, right? We would you're exactly what you said. We craved the day that we would have kids that would be good enough to compete, that we would be good enough to create pieces that we could put on stage for competition. And then we get to the competition and we go, oh, <laughs> this is hard. Because it is. It is, but we but need to remember. It, this is another podcast. <laughs> well, not today. But it's it's this podcast now. <laughs> I'm going to toss this question out. No, we don't. Those of you that listen to the podcast, write us and tell us what the what you think of what I'm about to say. Does somebody who wins big at a dance competition complain about it? Or are all of the complainers people who didn't do so well? That's the question. <laughs> I, if we were on radio now, Ray, the phones would be lighting up. <laughs> <laughs> the inbox is going to explode. <laughs> I often wonder that. Like I want to see somebody who really is ripping something apart and then say, how did you do at the event? <laughs> oh, we lost everything. <laughs> yeah. Just a point I want to make. Uh, maybe I it's natural human instinct to find a reason why you might not have done so well. So you're, I don't know. It's everything is mindset, right? Like you're exactly right. It's whether we're preparing for a recital, whether we're at a competition, we get to choose exactly how mm. we're going to approach it and how we're going to come away from it. And yes, if we, you know, win all the prizes, we're probably going to come away feeling really good about it, but we could lose all the prizes as well and still come away feeling good about it. If we see the, the good in the event, if we see the positivity, if we see the kids that improve, if we see the parents that are getting along, if we, you know, got six hours of sleep that night, then that's good. <laughs> so it is about mindset. And so I guess this whole podcast has been about what mindset are you going into your next event, whether that be a competition or a recital or a meeting with your accountant or whatever it is, how are you going into that with a positive mindset, remembering how lucky we are to do what we do. I think you said it best. It's a choice. It's, it's our choice to make. It's like if someone said to you, uh, I didn't like this about the show, you could dwell on that. Or you could think to yourself, well, the 99 people who just came up and said, great show, I, I'm choosing, here's my choice, mm -hmm. to believe them over the one. 
because I know this sounds crazy. Sometimes we make the choice to believe the one and think the other 99 aren't telling the truth. Yeah. And the one keeps us awake at night. And the one is the one that we think about years later. I had a dance mum in 2012 tell me that my production wasn't great. I did Sleeping Beauty. It took everything I had to mount a full-length ballet production of Sleeping Beauty, one of the biggest ballets in ever. Her child had a starring role. It was fantastic for our little country town. And she told me it was garbage. And then she moved away and her child moved away and we didn't see them for years and years and years. And then like a few weeks ago, I saw her walking down the street and I said, oh my goodness, you've moved home. You're here. And she was like, oh, hello. Gush, gush, gush. So good to see you. We, you know, we remember our memories at your studio so fondly. La, 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 la. And I thought to myself, really? Because all I've been thinking about since 2012 was you saying <laughs> that my production of Sleeping Beauty was garbage. <laughs> and she didn't use the word garbage, but you know what I mean. She, she came backstage afterwards and, and was like, Ugh. and I thought, how dare you have the audacity to walk around on this street <laughs> after you said that thing to me? 11 years ago. <laughs> and so it is true. We do remember the one and we forget the 99 good things. Which also goes to show you that her intention may not have been what you took it as. Mm. You know what I mean? We we hold on to it. It's like in similar story to yours, uh, my brother who runs our family studio had a 50th anniversary for the studio. And one of the things that I found brilliant about it was, you know, he's inviting all the alumni and different people would write on the, was a Facebook group. Yeah. Different people would write, oh, the best years of our lives. <laughs> And it would be a mother that was a pain in the neck to my mother, yep. then to me when I took the studio over, then to Rennie when he took the studio over. But we're 20 years in retrospect. Yeah, best years of my life. She best says. years <laughs> of my life. So keep that in mind when you're hearing them. I always tell parents, I recently did it at a competition. I turned around and I go, yeah, it's a lot of hours. Yeah, the entry fees are kind of expensive and the costumes adding it on top. This can be a tough commitment for your kids. But I guarantee you, everybody sitting in this auditorium will wish they could do a weekend like this in 20 years. Mm, so right. And they applaud. It's like, the, it's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Have we talked this yeah, I think I... Yeah, I think we're done. This has been great. I, we've weaved in and out and we've come back full circle and I appreciate that. What are we going to call this? I'm not sure. Gratitude on a roller coaster or something? I'm writing that down. <laughs> I love that every episode that we do read, you say, now I'm going to go off topic. You bring me back. <laughs> That's what the podcast should be called. Regold going off topic. Can't stay on topic. <laughs> but you say it every week like it's a surprise to me. Like now I'm going to go off topic just so you know. And I want you to well, bring me back. Well, I say it because sometimes I go off topic and try to come back. can't remember what I was talking about. I'm being honest. I, I, 
I, I'm aware. I, <laughs> I've been here the whole time. I, I thought I you were going to be kind and say the same thing happens to me or something like that. No. I'm aware no, I'm of sorry. this problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm leaving you. I'm hanging you out there to dry, Ray. But it's, Appreciate it. But it's good fun. I'll give you it that. It is good fun. And it's good fun. Always. And I have to pay attention. This is not the kind of podcast where I can doze off. I've got to stay on top because I don't know where you're going to end. So I've got to follow the journey. <laughs> I love it. Yes. And enjoy the journey along the way. Thank you so much with for that listening. Said, oh, go for it. With that said, thanks for being with us and do enjoy that journey. Thank you for joining us for Regold's Dance Life Podcast. Learn more about joining the International Dance Entrepreneurs Association, the Dance Life Teacher Conference, and the Dance Life Retreat Center at regold.com or follow Regold's Dance Life on Facebook. Enjoy the journey. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 